0: And that was how I learned that the phrase, many ways to skin a cat, was actually referring to catfish. Were any of the previous sheriff's alcoholics, Whiskers? Well, your immediate predecessor, Blarsky was his name, had a penchant for the devil's lettuce. His predecessor, Collins, I think, was his name. Now, the only fellow who could throw back more whiskey than him would be our doctor
1: in absentia. Where is Wyatt? He's supposed to be here for crowd control. I don't really want to start- You farming a posse, Sheriff? We ought to lynch them both! They're getting mighty edgy,
0: Sheriff. Last time this happened, we lost Sheriff number three. Short fella. Bald, huge head, had a thing for rabbits. I guess I just have to do this by myself.
1: Folks, if I could just have your attention for a few minutes. My name is Patrick Henley, I'm your new sheriff. Vote number 17!
0: Patrick Henley. Not to be confused with the legendary lawman, Deadeye Dick.
1: Thank you, Whiskers. Now, I know y'all are worried about Doc Skurlock and your concerns over the character of Tangerine Tim. He's a nasty nice But lion. rest assured, Deputy Chirp and I, along with Whiskers and two newly deputized men, will track them down and restore order to this town. Sheriff! Sheriff! Has anyone seen the sheriff? Oh, golly gee, oh, geez! Oh Lord in heaven above, we've already lost number seventeen, Wyatt. You were literally staring right at me. Land of Tarnation, Sheriff. You are an expert at camouflagery. You sure do blend into a crowd, boy. Howdy. I'd hate to play hide and seek with you.
0: Just count down from twenty, Sheriff. And if you're like me,
1: you will have thought of at least sixteen ways you could suffocate him in his sleep. Wyatt, where have you been? Where are the new deputies? Well, Sheriff. We were doing this magic trick when all of a sudden this pigeon. Stop. Start at the end of the story and work backwards. Oh, well, that's easy. They're both at the bottom of the abandoned mine. No. Folks, folks, please calm down. Wyatt, let's discuss this inside the jailhouse, shall we?
0: Welcome to Alabaster Flats, the self aware Western. Episode 3, Into the Desert. In this episode, Wyatt Chirp, Patrick Henley, and Barney Sloan, played by Tristan Miller. Whiskers, Winthrop Morgan, Obadiah, and Doc Skurlock, played by A.W. Miller. Sophia Chirp, played by Isabel Miller. Additional voices provided by Terry Miller.
1: when the last monkey falls off the bed, there won't be any more monkeys jumping on the bed. 18, 19, 20.
0: Sheriff, has your horse always had the words spineless and
1: coward whitewashed on either flank? What? No? Damn it. Wyatt, you need to tell me what exactly I'm going to find up there at the mine shaft, And then you're going to have to get those people to head on back to their homes before something else happens. Sheriff? It's a simple matter of physics, really. Their current subterranean interment can readily be remedied through the logistical intervention of the almighty winch. On the way, they're going to explain to me how they ended up down there in the first place. Whiskers, I thought you said those men were upstanding, smart, trustworthy. All true, Sheriff. But even a smart horse can be misled by an ass. Ah. Point taken. Wyatt... Did you do something to cause those men to fall into the mineshaft? By do something? Do you mean introduce them to the ancient traditions of the Brotherhood of Sheriffs? Who are we, Sheriff? Your eyes are the size of teacup saucers, are you aware of that? Disperse that crowd, Wyatt, and then let's go to the mineshaft. Get the deputies and get out to the desert before nightfall. We gotta find Skr-Lock and tangerine 10 before it's too late. <laughs>
0: They're down there, all right. I can hear crying.
1: That's because they're afraid of Spooky Suki.
0: Whiskers don't... Who's oh, Spooky's darnation. It was out of my mouth before I could stop it.
1: She's the spirit of the mines who comes after lost men, eager to ruin them by clawing at their genitals until they... You made that up. I most indubitably did not. My mother, God rest her soul, told me that story. Shut up, Wyatt. I
0: know your mother. First of all, she's not dead. Secondly, the chance of her telling you a story like that is about the same percentage as Henley here has of surviving past incident number three. What? Sheriff, we need to get those men out of this mineshaft. And the only one I know of who knows more about this mineshaft than any person alive or dead in Alabaster Flats is none other than Barney Sloan.
1: The last Irishman of Alabaster Flats.
0: None other. Wyatt, go fetch the man.
1: Barney! Hee-hoo! Barney!
0: And I am ever in a state of shock and awe that he manages to get one foot into each boot. Wyatt, the man lives in the old mine offices around the bend there. Woof it over and rouse him. So, about my chances with number three. Sheriff, a little heads up about old Barney Sloan. If you think Wyatt's playing with half a deck, then Barney's playing with crackers and betting high and hard that you're playing with spoons. Was he dragged behind the 315 Conqueror too? Nope. He's just a plain old lunatic. He was a miner here back in the day. Last one to get fired. Never left. Lives out here all alone. Eats buzzards. Oh, whatever you do, don't mention gold, rainbows, or leprechauns.
1: Sheriff, allow me to introduce you to the last living Irishman of Alabaster Flats. I swear to the Mary Mother of Christ, Deputy. If you ever tell me that story about eating food bigger than your head ever again, I'll split you between the vertical smile and your backside. Afternoon, Sheriff. Whiskers. What brings you out on these parts on such a fine day?
0: See what I mean?
1: Lost marbles. Afternoon, Mr. Sloan. I'm told you know everything there is to know about this mine. It seems that somehow, two of my deputies have fallen down there and we need to get them out. Brotherhood of Sheriff, Wyatt. There you go again, Barney. Spouting crazy gibberish. Wyatt. you told us on the way here. What is the Brotherhood of Sheriffs? Good play, Sheriff. Indeed, Mr. Sloan, if that is your name, what is in fact the true nature of your nefarious activities you ominously referred to as the Brotherhood of Sheriffs? Of trust not worth, hon. Sheriff, I'm happy to help, but I have to tell you, it'll take at least a day to get those men out of that hole. A day? That hole can't be more than 50 feet deep. Oh, it's not the depth of the hole, but the damage to the winch, you see. A direct consequence of those who defy the ancient traditions of the law of the rules of the code of the Brotherhood of Sheriffs.
0: Allow me to translate, Sheriff. Why it broke the winch the
1: last time hasn't been fixed since. I'll have to ride over to the next town, get the parts, ride back, and then fix the winch. Can't be done in less than a day, fine. It's already too late to ride out in the desert as a and Tim anyway. Barney, can you ride out now? Hey, Sheriff, be happy to. Thank you. Miss Cruz, Wyatt, and I are headed back to the jailhouse. I need to get some answers from him about this Brotherhood of Sheriffs business. That
0: suits me just fine, Sheriff. I need to drop by Morgan's and pour salt into his secret stash of bourbon, then head out to my fields and check on my corn. Until tomorrow, gents. Mm-hmm. Which is why I never should have
1: believed her in the first place, that it was only poison ivy. Are you all in competition to create the world's worst anecdotal story? Sheriff, I'm powerful sorry about what happened today. Old Barney Sloan, he's what I like to call touched in the head. Wyatt, he's about as touched in the head as a dead man is alive. The dead are alive? Oh, land sakes, that can't be a good thing. Wyatt... Tell me what happened today. What is this brotherhood of sheriffs?
0: Oh, I love this story.
1: Well, you see, Sheriff, it all started in the Pleistocene era when the great candle Wyatt, are you jealous that I added two new deputies? He-he. <laughs> oh, uh, shucks a Sheriff. No siree. It's really a simple matter of transcendentalized rage in the wake of an oppressive amount of enviable familiarity with the victims. Well spoken, Wyatt. Somehow, despite... All grammatical, linguistic, and syntactical rules to the contrary, that makes a certain amount of sense. I don't care what they say, Sheriff. I think you're gonna make it past at least the fourth incident. I hope you stay here the whole time, Sheriff.
0: But my money is on part eight.
1: Ooh, eh, hey, part eight? Now, that's gonna be a doozy and a half dozen. You remember when old Yukon Yosemite, Sheriff 10, tried to force.
0: Sheriff. I'd like a moment to get your opinion on a matter of dire
1: importance. Winthrop, you're looking a bit under the weather. Is everything all right at the mercantile? Sheriff, uh, could we discuss this in private? Wyatt, take Obadiah over to the short stick. Obadiah, you can work off what you owe Miss Sophia by mopping the floor.
0: All right, Sheriff. Come on, Wyatt.
1: I hope you're not sick, Winthrop. We still haven't found Doc Scurlock. Oh, Sheriff. I am powerful sick.
0: In love. And the only remedy I know of are the sweet nothings Miss Sophia whispers
1: to me in my dreams. That's a delightful sentiment, but hardly explains what's happening with all of this. You look like you've been locked in a tool shed with Wyatt for a fortnight. What's got you so rattled, Winthrop? Have uh, Have you seen Miss Sophia today? No, I can't say that I have. Come to think of it, she wasn't at the town meeting earlier today. Sheriff,
0: I believe something dire may have befallen Miss Sophia. I cannot find her anywhere. And please don't ask me how, but I always know where she is. Always.
1: Winthrop, I've already got a pretty full plate with Scurlock kidnapped by Tangerine Tim, my two new deputies are trapped in the abandoned mine, and I'm pretty sure Wyatt is to blame. Sophia is a grown woman. I'm quite certain she's more than capable of taking care of herself. (laughs) Oh,
0: Sheriff. That explains why you're still single. You don't know the first thing about the needs of a woman, especially the needs of this very unique special woman. Just
1: unique. Excuse me? She can't be very unique. (laughs) I don't follow. Unique is one of a kind. You can't have something that's very one of a kind.
0: Ah, Sheriff... And I had my money on you surviving until at least event number seven. I'm afraid I'll have to change my bet. Now, if you're not going to rally the forces to help me track down Miss Sophia, I'm afraid I'll have to take
1: matters into my own hands. Right now, I don't have the manpower to track down a grown woman who's in no danger other than succumbing to your cologne. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go see a man about a winch.
0: Sheriff, you're going to regret this.
1: I probably will. After that, I never put anything into a hole in the fence ever again. Barney, how goes the winter pair? Morning, Sheriff Henley. Deputy Chirp, I'm about to finish up. I sent down water for your men, but they refused to drink it. Called it the devil's urine, started slapping each other in the face, and chanting, Sookie's coming round the rock, and she's coming to claw your- Aim it, Wyatt. Those men won't be in any shape to head out to the desert, even if we get them up in the next little while. Well,
0: good morning, Sheriff. Wyatt, Barney, any progress?
1: Sheriff Henley's still angry about not being part of the Brotherhood of Sheriffs. I'm not angry. I don't even know what this Brotherhood is, and so far, it seems more like a punishment than any kind of fun. Sheriff, it's one of the deeper mysteries of this cruel, dark, very unique world we live in, and therefore, just unique. This cruel, very, just unique world we- No, you can't say very unique because- damn it! why does this keep happening? It's one of the mysteries of Alabaster Flats, Sheriff. Unexplained happenings, purposeful encounters, exploitation of stereotypes. None of us can explain it, and most of us are hardly aware of its effects. Well, that about does it for the repairs. Quiet, don't touch it ever again. Hello down there. You two, step up on the platform. Ah, yeah, that one. Sheriff, would you mind helping me crank it up? Tommy? Arnold? What happened to the two of you down there?
0: Seems to me that they're going to need a day to recuperate, Sheriff. Let's, uh, put them up at the short stick for the time being. That'll put us two days behind going after
1: Tangerine and Scurlock. Then you're likely thinking what I'm thinking. Deputize Barney and head out with you and Wyatt right now?
0: Oh, well, I suppose that fits the situation better than disguising Tommy here as Tangerine Tim and forcing him to confess that he's not only responsible for the disappearance of Skurlock, but he single-handedly managed to prevent Deadeye Dick from ever making it to Alabaster
1: Flats. Shit, if I can't head out with you to the desert anyhow, I have my wife and babe to care for back in my cabin. I'll say to it that these men get rest at the short stick. You head out and do what you can for scarlock You didn't tell me he had a family here too, Whiskers. You believe that maniacal cackling of his? I know potatoes that are more stable than he is, Sheriff. He's the only one who actually seems to know what's going on. I'll have to pay him a visit after we find Doc and... Great, horny toad, Sheriff. Look there, on the horizon. He's right, Sheriff. There's
0: a figure stumbling through the desert.
1: I think that's Scurlock. Come on. Doc. Doc, you escaped Tangerine Tim. No thanks
2: to you and your overpaid mannequins here. Do you realize what happens to a
1: man left to wander the desert for two days? Two days! Your skin looks remarkably unblemished by the harsh rays of the desert sun, or discolored by the cold nights of the mysterious desert. Shut up! I don't know what you
2: fools have been doing for the last two days, but it sure as hell didn't involve a rescue party.
1: We were delayed by a mishap with the well, And the Brotherhood of Sheriffs, and... Again,
2: I ask you to silence your pie-hole, Sheriff. I'm not
1: interested in your
2: excuses. I could have died out there while you and these half-wits played let's see who's
1: the dumbest. That's the most sober I've ever seen you, Doc. Suck on a
2: lit stick of dynamite, you imbecile. Because of you, I am actually going to have to start drinking. Get out of my way. Doc, where are you going? To the short sticks alone. And the bottom of a whiskey bottle, thanks to you monsters. What about Tangerine Tim? How should I know? He fell asleep and I walked away. He spent most of the time wildly gesturing and drawing strange symbols in the sand. I presume they are all intended to convey to me his deep and eternal hatred of you for shooting at his vocal cords. Now, if you'll excuse me, I would like to drink until I hallucinate all three of you brutally assaulted by Pokemons.
1: Doc, at least let us give you a ride back to town. I know what one middle finger means. But what does it mean when there's two moving up and down in a rather violent fashion and then frantically crisscrossing until both end up in the mouth?
0: Well, I can't say that I'm surprised by this sudden turn of events, although last time the deputies never made it
1: out of the well. Whiskers, why do I get the impression that you know a lot more about these events than you're telling me? That's because I do, Sheriff. Haven't I been clear
0: on that? We've all lived through 16 variations of what you're experiencing for the first time. And while I am certainly a fount of knowledge in all 16 instances, I must say that you are a bit more perplexing. You seem to be, uh, how do I put this? One of the best sheriffs this side of the Pecos? Don't get ahead of yourself, Sheriff. No, I was going to say you seem to be a bit different. It's almost as if... I'll tell you what he is, Whiskers. He's a fraud. Thanks for listening to Alabaster Flats, The Self-Aware Western, Episode 3, Into the Desert. This episode has been sponsored by Anchor FM, happyheartsdesigns.com, clothing to make your heart happy, dramedyacting.com, seek your truth with dramedy acting. Stay tuned for Episode 4, The Doppelganger. All names, characters, businesses, places, events, and incidents are either the products of the author's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblance to actual persons living or dead or actual events is purely coincidental.